What up? Like to welcome everybody to the Major Music Lounge. It's your boy D Dot coming at y'all with another episode, and it's been quite some time since I've been on air doing an episode. Uh, just been kind of focusing on getting back to doing more production um, since I released the At a Different Speed project with Rook One. And that's kind of what I've been doing over the last, what, maybe two months or so is really just focusing a lot on making beats and kind of thinking about what the next move in terms of releasing another project. If you're new to this channel, I like to talk all things music production. So whether that's like new plugins, whether that's uh, new expansions, whether that's also iPad music production apps and anything software or hardware wise, I like to talk about those things here on this channel. And that's kind of what also the Major Music Lounge podcast is about. I like to talk to other music producers, other people that create music, talk about their journey in creating music. And, you know, maybe we have someone along the lines of being like a music production app developer, a podcaster kind of like myself. Um, they may also create content for like YouTube or Instagram. Those are going to be the kind of guests that really come on the Major Music Lounge podcast to talk not only about music, but some of the other aspects of music that have to do maybe like with uh, creating. So that could be someone who create apps or uh, could be someone that has a large following that's a content creator on YouTube. So, you know, I just kind of want to have conversations with them. And this is what kind of the platform for the major music lounge is about just conversations with other creators to kind of also, you know, spread a little bit of knowledge. And, you know, you never know, they might inspire somebody along the way while they're doing the interview. So you can follow me also on Instagram at D dot underscore major music. Same thing on TikTok as well as Twitter D dot MME. And if you're interested in getting on the major music lounge podcast, Hit me up on one of those platforms and we'll get it set up. Definitely would love to have you on the show. So I said I wanted to kind of start doing uh, these kind of like solo shows from time to time and just kind of talk about some things that is on my mind. So one of the topics that I always kind of wanted to get into is why do you create? Why do you create music? Why do you create beats? Why are you an artist? And I only ask that question because... You know, there are a lot of times I see some very talented individuals, but they may just either make beats for fun instead of, you know, trying to, trying to, for example, pursue music, whether that's as an artist or producer. It could be as a career to some, you know, um, some people. You know, including myself, I work actually a nine to five job, but I also do this pretty much just as much time as I spend at my nine to five, if not more. For me, it's beyond a stage of just doing this thing for fun. And I say that only because a lot of people make music, but they never post it. They never release it. It's just kind of sitting there on their computers at home. And what I always think about that is, your music is not going to do you any justice just sitting on your computer. There are several different avenues in 2022, uh, like 
you know, releasing on a distro kid, for example, or United Masters or wherever you decide to put out your music, even like Bandcamp is another great example. But there are a lot of people that continue to make this music and just leave it sitting on their computers. And I just always ask, like, you know, what what do you get out of creating music? Because it, I, I kind of also look at it, it's almost kind of like, you know, professional sports. There's only going to be so many people that get a chance to go to the NBA or the NFL, for example. But when it comes to music, it does not also mean that you can't make some sort of money or revenue stream off of the music that you're making. And, you know, what? what's the other point of it is that it's not going to get heard by anybody just sitting on your computer as well. So get it out there. And besides releasing this music on these streaming platforms, um, there, there are other opportunities in licensing for uh, sync and television placements, as well as you can get a placement with a major artist out there. On top of, uh, there are the other avenues for selling beats online, like a BeatStars, like a Airbit. And I think United Masters also started something recently where they're getting kind of into the beat selling uh, market. So uh, there are going to be those different avenues for you to be able to put out your music, um, whether you're a, a producer or an artist. I talked about DistroKid earlier and United Masters. And then I think you can do distribution on BeatStars. Reverb Nation does distribution as well. And then, you know, for Bandcamp, if you're just starting to create music and you don't know much about Bandcamp, Bandcamp is kind of like that place where if you have, you know, I would say, and not to say that there aren't any supporters on other platforms, but I say that you have a lot of genuine supporters on Bandcamp because not everybody knows about Bandcamp for one. Um, I would say probably diehard music fans may know, or maybe also music fans that don't use uh, Spotify or Apple Music or Tidal, you know, to name a few examples. They may um, have another way of getting their music and Bandcamp would be one of those ways. But one of the things I do like about Bandcamp is at Bandcamp, not only does the artist or, you know, the producer in that case release beat tapes make pretty much 100% of the profit, but you can also uh, sell merch through Bandcamp. And then even like if you're not selling the album for like a set price, for example, you can still somehow get donations through Bandcamp. So I, I think it's a great platform for that. Um, if you don't go the route of a distro kid or releasing your music on streaming platforms out there. Um, now, of course, you know, they have a Bandcamp app, which they can stream the music from as well. But typically, you know, if you have like, for example, what I like to do is go to Bandcamp, download the album and then move the album to Apple Music. That way I can listen on all my devices. So it just depends on how you listen to your music. But don't sleep on Bandcamp because I have at times gotten some streams and 
gotten even a couple of sales here and there from my music just being on Bandcamp. I had actually stopped using it for a long time. Um, I started out with Bandcamp going way back when I started releasing music around 2011. But what happened over that time was I started releasing my music on all these major platforms. And I just, honestly, I kind of forgot about Bandcamp, but it was a lot of the other guests that came here on the Major Music Lounge podcast that um, were Bandcamp users. And I kind of saw some of the things that they were doing. And I talked to a couple of different people and even heard a story about uh, one of the past guests uh, making like $200 off of album sales on Bandcamp. So from there, I kind of said like, I'm gonna go ahead and start getting my older albums uploaded to Bandcamp and see how they do. And, you know, as I said, I got a couple of sales here and there, a couple of streams here and there. And, uh, you know, it is, again, another great avenue for you to put your music. So I really wanted to create some dialogue around what happens to your music after you make it, because, you know, and I understand there are some people that just like to do it as a hobby and they're not necessarily into releasing music. But if you're not into releasing music, it's definitely something that you should consider because I spoke on DistroKid and this is not promoted by DistroKid or anything like that. But I think at the minimum, it's like 20 bucks for an entire year and you can release as many projects as you want to. And then, you know, again, Bandcamp is also free. And I think the only avenue right now is to receive payments through PayPal. But um, still, you know, it's a, a another platform for you to release your music rather than just having it placed on your hard drive. And then, you know, same thing with like BeatStars platforms or, you know, any platform that you can sell beats on. I know some people actually uh, do this as well. They put their beats on SoundCloud and they may have their social media information on their page to contact them for beats. And then they may sell them through like Cash App or Apple Pay or, you know, even PayPal, as I was saying earlier. But there's going to be several different avenues to get your music out there. And I just think that there are a lot of talented people that don't even post their music to their social networks. And, you know, that's a whole another story for another day. But like um, just being active on social media and letting your followers know what you do. And, you know, maybe they won't, don't necessarily want to get into building a community and things like that. But just as I had a past guest that uh, his name was Heartless Garvey, shout out to Heartless Garvey. But he was saying, like, if you don't post to your social media pages, it's kind of like the shop is closed and your followers are going to kind of see that. And maybe I'm not saying necessarily 100 percent, but you may go then at some point to release something and, you know, a lot of people may not take you seriously or they may just kind of overlook you uh, when you go ahead to finally start to release something. So I feel like 
you know, just having that reputation, interacting with the people that follow you as far as your music. You never know, you could possibly build some kind of connection with another artist. Or if you're an artist, you may meet a producer with the sound that helps bring the best out of you. So it could work in that way as well. And from there, y'all can start creating uh, really good music and start releasing projects together. Similarly, for example, like myself and Root One did. So you just never know how releasing or getting your music out there will kind of lead you to the next opportunity. Because I tell you, as I said before, it's not going to really do you any work by just sitting on your computer and not getting heard. I mean, even uh, just releasing beat tapes on these platforms and what's happening is a lot of people are either uh getting these beats placed on like uh beat playlists like lo-fi playlists or they have like boom bap or or trap playlists that are like on these uh, music platforms even like on youtube for example when i put out my beats one of the things that i noticed is on youtube they're actually some people adding my beats to some of their own personal playlists so i'm kind of getting streams and and getting also kind of discovered uh that way as well so you know i just kind of wanted to create something about getting everyone thinking about what you can do a little bit differently by not just having your beats on your computer i also know you know some people not really into creating content and and they may also be introverted and you know that's kind of a whole nother um whole nother video that we could kind of get into at some point about getting out there and and releasing your music but another thing that may hold some people back is really trying to find a good time to release their music and a lot of it and a lot of it for example over the years, I learned that releasing music is kind of a whole trial by everything. I remember back when there was a time when I remember I had my first project that came out in 2011, uh, which was the original Major Moves One. And around that time, I was actually working on the album. And I think I had about 75% or so of the album done. And I remember my project, I remember at the time, my Mac, my iMac went out on me and I had pretty much most of the project on there. And I did have some of the tracks that I was able to get at that time that I had on the external hard drive. But um, for the most part, all my files that had to do with the project that I kind of learned the hard way, I didn't necessarily back up my computer as you should, but I did more so a thing where I moved individual files over to an external hard drive that I was using at the time. So that's how I had all of my music and I was able to release it. Anyhow, um, music wasn't mixed or anything like that. And I still released it and it may not have done, of course, platinum numbers or anything like that, but, um, one, it reminded me never to release music that wasn't mixed or mastered, for one. But two, it also reminded me that um, 
And this was 2011, of course. Things have kind of changed with a lot of the software, the isotope ozones, the isotope neutrons, all the online mastering platforms, just how in the last, what, 11 years or so, how um, music production apps have became, became AI generated in terms of being able to mix and master a lot of your projects at home um, or in different environments other than your traditional studio. Now, of course, mixing and mastering by actual person is going to always be better, but it's not the purpose of it. It's not the purposes of this story. It also showed me that I should get more and more of my music out because it allowed me to start being able to build a following. And with that kind of also being said, over that time span, I did learn more about mixing and mastering my own music a little bit better through that, what, 11 years right there. So for me, a lot of uh, also opportunities, as I was kind of saying earlier, for one with Group One, producer out of Chicago, but also I got a placement on a PS3 game called Hustle Kings. I've said it a few times here on this podcast, but I submitted music through Music X-Ray, which is kind of like a platform for creators to go on where you can get placement with other, you can get placements with other artists, you can get placements in film and television, you get placements through various outlets and different platforms as well. So um, you may want to check it out if you never heard of Music X-Ray. There are a lot of opportunities on there. Some of them you do have to pay to submit uh, track, but I can tell you that I did get a placement off of Music X-Ray, so it can happen to you. And I've heard a few other people get uh, placements through Music X- through Music X-Ray as well. So um, that's where, and even till this day, I will I will submit tracks from time to time on Music X-Ray. Haven't gotten anything recently, but in some instances the company or the uh, publisher or whoever you're sending the music to will provide feedback on your music and kind of tell you what they're looking for. So so if you want to submit again later down the line, you can go ahead and resubmit to them. But then also like with my placement in gaming, uh, yeah, it is just one. I do also know there are a lot of publishers as broad as gaming is in 2022 like you got music for games that are on these mobile devices um you got music at that are actually on these games that are on these consoles and then we're also talking about commercial opportunities as well so find different platforms to be able to get your music heard because you never know um, what opportunities can come from just getting your music out there and heard by uh, the people that follow you and more, even if it's just like on your YouTube channel. I know a lot of people said they are introverted, but you don't necessarily have to get on the camera, uh, upload your music to YouTube, make sure your tags are really good and uh, you kind of build from there. So I did say, well, I did want to say that from time to time, I will start doing these kind of episodes of the Major Music Lounge podcast where I'm just talking about something that 
is on my mind in terms of a topic. But if you are interested in being a guest on a podcast, you're a music producer that create content. You're also artists possibly that create content. Maybe in addition to being a music producer, you also have a placement just like I was speaking of. We just want to hear your story here on this platform because a lot of other producers, uh, not only here on YouTube, but also the streams that we have on the uh, other podcast platforms. We have uh, other producers that listen on those platforms as well that may get something out of hearing your story. So that's why I really want to reach out to any creators, any music producers, um, any artists, any people that are in the music industry that also uh, you can be an a and you, you can be knowledgeable in music marketing. Definitely would love to have you on. And until next time, it's your boy D-Dot coming at y'all with another episode of the Major Music Lounge Podcast. And I'm out.